Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. As California wages its fight against smog and climate change, state regulators this week will vote on a plan to start phasing out diesel truck fleets from delivery vans to garbage trucks to 18-wheelers. The regulators want to see them replaced with zero-emission vehicles. KQED's Laura Clivens reports. The state has some of the worst air quality in the country, and while trucks represent roughly 6% of vehicles on the road, they contribute an outsized amount of health-harming pollution and climate-warming gases. Carmen Gonzalez lives in San Bernardino, where big rigs regularly rumble by the local park. Tenemos mucha contaminación, tenemos muchos problemas de asma, de cáncer, de alergias. She says the community suffers from asthma, cancer, and allergies. Regulators estimate the rule will save billions, both in health costs to the state and in maintenance of fleets to owners. But the California Trucking Association says the regulations will be impossible to accomplish in the time frame laid out. For The California Report, I'm Laura Clivens. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Let's turn to the weather. Snow is melting, floodwaters are rising, and it's going to get worse. That's the takeaway as the first big heat wave of the season hits the Sierra. Temperatures in the 90s starting today and through the weekend are expected to sizzle massive amounts of snow and send torrents of water rushing down the mountains. Reporter Joshua Yeager with KVPR is keeping an eye on the water's rise and joins us now. Hi, Josh. Hey, Saul. So this does not sound good at all. This hot sun that's really kind of scorching, right? Accumulated snowpacks up in the mountains. What do they think is going to happen? Well, a lot of snow is going to melt. That's the short answer. Yosemite National Park is going to close for a few days to prepare for the deluge. And further downstream, communities are at risk of flooding. Nowhere is that greater than here in the southern San Joaquin Valley. It's an open question how fast all that snow will melt and whether dams will be able to hold the water. The good news is water managers have so far been able to keep dams mostly empty, so they say we should be good for this weekend. 
But that's just the beginning. This heat wave is only the first chip in the snowpack's armor. We have at least four more months of warm weather ahead of us. And that'll be the real test. A few more early heat waves like this one could spell big trouble for communities downstream. Could you tell us more about these communities at risk? I know in particular you've been covering Corcoran. Uh, what's been happening there? Well, Corcoran is a small agricultural town. About 22,000 people live there, along with a whole lot of orchards and row crops. Eight months ago, it was an extreme drought. Now it borders what looks like an ocean of water. And that's the Tulare Lake. Its once-in-a-generation return is causing big problems for officials and residents. Some farms are already underwater, and the lake is lapping at the levee that surrounds the town. It's the only thing holding millions of gallons of water back. And there's just 10 feet to go before the water comes over the top. Wow. So what is Corcoran doing to try to protect itself? Let me paint a picture. The levee is a 14-mile-ish dirt wall, and crews are in a mad dash to dump eight more tons of dirt to raise it. Strengthening the levee is hugely important as the lake is expected to hang around for up to two years. Corcoran City Manager Greg Gatska says the project will cost roughly $20 million, and that's a lot of money for this small city. Gatska says they can't wait for potential emergency aid. There's only a few weeks to get this done before the water gets too high and the ground gets too soggy for heavy equipment. Here's Gatska. Uh, Army Corps engineers even, even put out an estimate that our community has a value of about $6 billion if we lost it. Uh, the people that live here, though, are the most critical part. They have value, and we need to do everything we can to try to protect them. Governor Gavin Newsom visited the area Tuesday. He says he'll work with the city and Lakeside counties on funding for flood projects. Interestingly, there are two state prisons in Corcoran, and they're not accepting new inmates right now because of potential flooding concerns. Hmm. Even as they face the threat of flooding, I assume the people of Corcoran are just trying to go about their lives. How are they handling this? People are looking up at those majestic snow-capped peaks, as beautiful as they are, with a pit in their stomachs. I met Lucia Solis. She's lived in Corcoran for 30 years. She says she and others are prepared to leave their longtime home on a dime. Well, you know what, we got some things ready, like important documents. I keep in my trunk, you know, in case we have to do that. I, have to, I make sure that my tank is full, you know, and, and just wait, you know, wait and pray. Waiting and praying. That's what many people in the San Joaquin Valley are doing. Yeah, waiting and praying indeed. All right, we've been speaking to KVPR's Joshua Yeager. Joshua, thanks so much for joining us on the California Report. Thanks, Saul. Four California lawmakers are asking their colleagues in Congress to pass a bipartisan disaster recovery package aimed at helping farmers and farm workers devastated by winter storms. Representatives Jimmy Panetta, Zoe Lofgren, Salud Carpajal, and Jim Costa represent areas of the state that saw more than $500 million in estimated damage from storms in late December and mid-January. These estimates, though, don't include subsequent storms, including one that flooded the town of Pajaro last month. The relief package would include help for those who lost their homes and workers who need assistance with unemployment benefits. Orange County now has its own Office of Immigrant and Refugee Affairs. The county's Board of Supervisors voted unanimously this week to approve the new office. It'll provide immigrants and refugees with critical services like housing and health care to help them ease into their resettlement. Apollonio Morales is with the Coalition for Humane Immigrant Rights. 
by having that streamlined approach, by having that engagement with different community groups coming together, making sure that this office is pinpointing folks where they need to go, it makes everybody's job a heck of a lot easier. Now, according to an Orange County staff report, the influx of refugees from Afghanistan in 2021 in particular highlighted the need to improve immigrant and refugee resettlement services. Support for the California report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and Adult and Children's Health Systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. The James Irvine Foundation, accepting nominations now for the 2024 James Irvine Foundation Leadership Awards at IrvineAwards.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes 11th Hour Racing, working to connect sustainability with sport to help restore ocean health, on the web at 11thHourRacing.org. And that is the California Report for Thursday, April 27th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. As always, thanks for listening and have a great day. I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading!